Okay, so we back again. Uh, someone like I never left before. All right, this is the season two of The Last Cassette. I am your host, John Richard, from this side of town. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Egyptia. Man, it feels so good to be back. Yo, man, back I swear to God, I feel like I haven't been around people, haven't been able to work on a freaking podcast, do nothing, not even be able to be totally be on social media because I've been so wrapped up with this new job. Oh, I'm so happy to be done with this first part of this job, and now I can finally go back to having my life again. <laughs> oh. Better yeah. change. Changes in life. That's I guess that's what we're gonna call it. So Yes, man. Been yeah. trying to trying to be on my grind to, you know, make my life be a bit better. But my damn. Whew. Glad to be back though. <laughs> All right, let's just start it with the quote of the week today. Um, so Rich gave me this great idea to quote um Mr. DL Hughley, which this statement could be they couldn't be more further from the truth. The same people that gave you that gave you nigger gave you Jesus. Now that hit my soul to my spirit because it's so true. Because you know, black folks don't realize that while you guys are running around praising Jesus, that you know Jesus was given to you by the white man. So just like the term nigger, which was used to dehumanize us and completely brainwash us, is the same way that they use Jesus on us. So, I thought this quote couldn't be more accurate, you know. And of course, you know, it's going to be a lot of black folks mad as hell, but it's the truth. This is because the thing is, what people, like, don't, don't feel to understand is that this is a, you could prove this. It's, there's nobody hiding this history from you. You know, exactly. a lot of people with conspiracy theories or whatever the case may be, they always say the government is hiding this, hiding this, and hiding that from you. This is public information. You can get this from anywhere. There, you know, there are documentation showing how, um, you know, they first they strip you from your religion, and then they give you, you know, something to believe in, you know, so you won't question them. So this is something that's historically been proven time and time again. Now, for people who don't want to accept that, you know, it's up to you. You know, only thing I tell you to do is research unbiasedly. That's it. I think once you get to a point where you learn to research unbiasedly, every little lie that you um, that you didn't see, you know, comes comes to you. Um, I remember yep. when my first when I'm first encountered with these certain these certain type of books or these lies or whatever the case may be, it just came from simple me just going to school and reading. As uh-huh. simple as that. You know, because one thing we do remember is that throughout, you know, throughout slavery, as sla- when I, when we say slavery, it's not just slavery within America. And I think everybody wants to just minimize slavery as just an an American thing, but slavery was also in the Caribbean, the West Indians. Slavery was all over the world. 
you know, and we fail to just acknowledge those things because we're so privileged and we, we, we think that we're the only ones that was in slavery. It's a lot of people that's been in slavery um, due to the European dominance uh, throughout that time in the world. Um, so before you criticize anything, right, before you criticize, just look it up yourself. And once you look it up yourself, you you see that we're not making this up. This is We have not been bamboozled. This is not the devil coming and walking next to us. This is just facts. And, you know, and they always be mentioning this. The person that you look up to the most, sometimes the person who preys on your downfall. Oh. You feel me? So that's, yeah. you know, that's, 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 that's my little small take on that. Um, and we can go, let's just, without further ado, uh, let's get straight to it. Um, we have Kanye West. Um, oh, White. Kanye White. I think that's the thing that should be the title of this episode, Kanye White. Um, oh, yes, that should be. Yep, I'm down for that. Yeah, so, so, I was on the shade room, you know, where you pretty much get all your shade and entertainment crazy ass me. And, um, so he was having an interview with TMZ, and this nigga was talking about how one minute he could be dressed like this. And the next minute, he could have his chakras at the top and be an alien, you know, with a spaceship at the bottom. And, you know, how, you know, he's not going to, you know, being himself is not being like Trump. And then he just went into this other thing of saying that he's recording his album in Africa. And and he said he's off of his medications and, and things like that. And I'm just looking at the, I was looking at the, um, the, the interviewer. And he was just looking like he was about five kinds of fucking laws. I was like, what the fuck is Kanye on? Kanye on some some strong, you on some some weird medication. Um Kanye West then proceeded to talk about it. Well before he did that, um, you know, he he wrote did some tweets talking about uh, we should do away with the thirteenth amendment and which it abolished which you know, which it abolished slavery, right? And so, he, you know, yeah, he came back on TMZ. He, he, you know, reiterated what he said. He said that where it is is um, slavery in disguise. Huh? Um, yeah. Pause now before everybody lose their mind. Let me, let me, let me, let me let everybody know. For everybody, you know, Kanye so bad, right? Now, first thing first, right? Kanye West was somewhat right. I know that's hard for some people to understand to believe, but Kanye West is somewhat right. Now, should I do I feel like they should abolish the Thirteenth Amendment? No. Do I feel like they should somewhat amend the Thirteenth Amendment? It's kind of weird to say to amend the amendment. Um, yeah, I could I could say that uh, because once you look at what the Thirteenth Amendment said, right, the Thirteenth Amendment abolished slavery, right. Until you get locked up, until you become incarcerated, you feel right. what I'm saying, and then all your rights go away, and then they treat you like a slave in the prison system, in which you could beat rocks, in which you could do all these manual labor works, but you only make like twenty five cent per you know per hour, mm-hmm. and in some places they have your cotton fields. This is so to an extent, Kanye West is not as crazy as he sounds. And I think that we get so hyped up about 
just the you know the Thirteenth Amendment when it's saying abolish slavery, that we forget to continuously reading what the whole amendment said. With you know, just like um, the right to bear arms, when they said the right to bear arms, everybody said, well, that's just me getting a gun. But it's the right to bear arms under organized militia, you know, somewhat against the state. Right. So you know what I what I believe is that when it came to Kanye U.S making those statements, how he word things is very imperative because I don't think he understands how to word things correctly. You know, he says things directly without having no explanation behind them, which leads to people interpreting multiple different um, views of what he may, he may think. And so... That's true. That's very true. Like he just says shit without breaking it down. It's like he waits until people go crazy, and then that's when you want to break it down. And then it's like, dude, you said you dropped this bombshell like three weeks later. Now you want to explain what you're trying to say? Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, it's it's, it's continuously things that he constantly says. Um, for another example, um, you know, you you know, like you said, he said he's somewhat like an alien, correct? One minute right. could be an alien. Um, some people believe that they're aliens. Some people believe that humanity came from aliens. So technically, we are, you know, we are aliens. We're not meant to be here. We're not beings from here. So a lot of people do believe that they're aliens. But Kanye West, his thought is that um, he's just a free thinker. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to be bind by what society or what was the popular um, view of how you should think or what binds you to, you know, to being, um, to just being a regular person. You want to be, you want to think outside the box. Yes. But also what comes that is knowledge of what do you say and how you say it, right? When he still walks around, he, he, he wears a magnet hat, make America great again. But he said he's a freedom thinker. And then he went on Saturday Night Live and he said these people was bullying him because he was wearing that hat. Well, you cannot wear a symbol of a hate and expect to be loved. You see what I'm saying? It's 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 a, it's an oxymoron to an extent. Um, exactly. Like what I feel when he wears that hat, just like anybody else feel, is that the president, what the president constantly says about how he disrespect not just black people, not just Mexicans, not just women. It's he's spreading it out. He's just giving out the hate message throughout different um, people. So when you wear that hat, it's a symbolism of him. Yes, that's your man's. Okay, whatever, be. But you're not conscious enough to think about what this guy is saying. And I think that's what that's a lot of people issue with Kanye is where he wears wears this hat, and we follow him. We follow Kanye, and he follows a person who's a narcissistic. Who, um, we could say he's somewhat of a racist. To you know, that's I think that's our as far as black people goes. That's our issue with him. I just don't get why he doesn't understand the the whole point that we as a community feel like he turned his back on us once he decided to be with Kim K. It's like once he decides to be all Hollywood, it's like he just got completely brainwashed and whitewashed. And and it just really bothers me that you coming from a mom who was an African-American studies teacher, 
and you were you being one of the most woke um artists that we had you know back in the day and now you're turning into this and you're not understanding why people aren't understanding you and you know i was um because you know i watch keeping up with the kardashians and i was watching like the previews of what's coming next on you know the next season and Kim K was just saying, you know, people just think that because he has his opinion that he's going through, like, a mental crisis or he's in a fucking place. Yes, bitch, he is. If you watch his interviews, he looks like he's not even there. That's not a It's funny to me because, and I think this is, this is another people issue. This is, this is my issue with Kanye. My issue is that you're so much of this free thought, this free thinker. Yes, but then you go ahead and you say, you know what? People keep calling me. I don't want people to call me fat. They call Rob. So I went and got a liposuction. But now we don't care what people say. It's like, you know, you don't know what you want. You know, you one, one minute you're this way, next minute you're this way, and then you're on meds. It's, it's, it's something like... I, I can't say he's a crazy person. I would not say that. He's just somewhat bipolar. His thought process is bipolar. Yes. It's very like one minute he's here, one minute he's there, the next minute he wants this, the next minute he wants that. So I, I truly believe that Kanye wants a sense of acceptance. Because if he didn't, if he really didn't care, he wouldn't be constantly re-explaining himself all the time or altering what he says or whatever the case may be. Yeah. I think he does. He is looking for a sense of belonging, and I believe that that's the crisis that he's going through. Yeah, um, but you know, only thing we can do in regards to like, it's not, it's not just Kanye. We have multiple artists which say certain things, and we don't always hold them to the same fire. We criticize Kanye so much because Kanye is open to say these these outlandish things, right? Mm-hmm. We have these other artists. When Young Thug was asked about, you know, the state of hip hop and, and 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 how it affects, you know, young boys, he said he don't really care. He's shining. When mm-hmm. when um, Tiffany Haddish won her little, I guess it's an Emmy. She just recently won an award, and it was talking about how you know black women, you know, how much more opportunity should they get, and is this a stepping stone? Is this a milestone? She said that's not her that's not her choice and not her decision. Granted, yes, but you do have the power to make a change. So when she said she don't even she don't have no degree, she don't even have a GED, so she's not able to speak on those kind of things. To to me, we we should hold her to the fire as well. Yes, we like her because she's authentic, right? We like her because we say she's relatable. But like her because she says she's relatable doesn't mean that we shouldn't hold her accountable. People, we like Cardi B because Cardi is down earth. We know what we're gonna get from Cardi. Cardi B is the home girl from next door. Cardi mm-hmm. B is the girl. She's your home girl. You can drink with. You can smoke with. But Cardi B also just came out a day ago telling people, "Look, we need to vote. We need to create change. There's a lot of things going on." So that's the difference. Yes, hold everybody to that. Hold Kanye to what Kanye said. But also, you got Young Thug, you got Tiffany Haddish, and there's multiple other artists that's not even socially conscious of the things that they say or moves that they make. That's when we need to hold, you know, hold these other people accountable to as well. But I mean, 
that's true. Um, and I think for celebrities to say, you know, I don't want to be a role model, I don't want to be put in that kind of box, when you enter into that world, that is a responsibility that you take on because you have the next generation looking up to you. You know, there's shifts that celebrities can make. So like you said, to change things and to shake things up. So I really believe that. But you cannot feel that sense of responsibility. I kind of feel like you're taking your platform for granted. Yeah. Uh, and that's and I think that's the thing that we fail to look at when it comes to role models especially within, you know, the African-American community, is that we see these people as role models. We see athletes as role models as well. Some musicians and athletes. We fail to look at, like I said, Eric Dyson or Neil deGrasse Tyson, James Baldwin, and, and brothers like that. But we, we constantly see the hip-hop and sports scene. And for all these people to be millionaires, and the only thing they're showing you is, a, you know, Chinese Shane, you know, like blamed out chains and and whips and always talk about the hood, but the state of the hood is still there because of what these guys are doing. And they said they don't want to be a role model. Come on. You you looked up to somebody in which you get to the point that you are. Uh, when you at, excuse me. But you know, everybody wanna say, Well, I did it on my own, I grind. Yes, it's, that's that's cool, it's understandable, right? But now comes a time where it's a difference between a regular Joe Blow, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey, and these other individuals, or these other world-renowned, you know, people. Is that they they, they thought more about their, their their fellow man than they did themselves? Yes, they did take care of their family. They did do that. But also, what they did was they thought about the community. I cannot be me. I cannot walk around here saying, I'm all this, right? I'm, I have the nice swim, I have this and I have that. And not put my mans on. I remember when I became a manager at my job, um, you know, and everybody, you know, people was looking for jobs, no matter where I was at. What I can't even say a manager, no matter what job I was at, right? And anybody can go down my Facebook, go down any of my social media. I will constantly ask, yo, who need a job? And say, you know, whatever, have people comment or whatever, I would guarantee I'll get at least one of my homies in. That's the that's the difference between, like, you know, what kind of person. Like, I can't stand when artists be like, you know, they loyal to the hood, they loyal to this, that, and the third. But you're not loyal to nothing. We have people literally, literally out here starving in your neighborhood. In your neighborhood. And you don't even care. Just like... I hold drug dealers accountable for a lot of these things, right? Now, you can sell weed. All right, cool, man. That's, you know, I don't consider weed as a, as a, soda, you know, as a drug, per se. But if you out here, you selling crack, you selling cocaine, heroin, angel dust. And these are, these are some very bad drugs. We're seeing people, mothers, you know, Damn, they you know, take everything out of their house to go sell for some crack. And you were dealing them. And you know there's a kid in the house. You should, you should get, you should held accountable. People in the hood should check you for that. We should not never glorify anybody selling crack cocaine to our hood neighborhoods. Never. But we do. And I feel yeah. that just, just like we criticize Kanye West, guess what, Rick Ross? 
You talking about all this stuff too. Hope you gave back to all the people you sell drugs to. Jeezy, hope you gave back to all the people you sell drugs to. Jay, even to the, uh, the, the, the extent of Jay-Z, you're worth $840 million, something like that. Yeah. And yeah. Marcy yeah. Projects is still, guess what? Marcy Projects. It's not Marcy um, Habitat for Humanity. It's not Marcy um, Educational Center. It's not, it's, it's not that. It's Marcy's Projects. You know, so I cannot always criticize the outlandish shit Kanye says. I have to criticize. I have to hold everybody and his team accountable. Everybody. I look they at. I look. Yeah. Say all this crazy bullshit he said. Yeah. So this it's, this is real for me. I like I said, this is real. I look at J Cole. You know, J Cole bought the house that his mother was abused in. You know, his mother used to do drugs and got foreclosed while he was in college. He went mm -hmm. back and he made that house a woman's shelter for battered women. And how beautiful is that? See, that's, that's, but you know what we always say as black people, once we leave the hood, we never go back. That's the mm -hmm. issue. We always itch to leave the hood, but we never look back. And that's why the hood keeps being the hood. That's why these mentalities that we have in our community keep being here. And that's why shit never changes, shit never breaks. And that's pretty much why we are enslaved as people mentally and spiritually, because nothing's shifting. Because nobody wants to take accountability for what's going on and, and what's the source of what, of what is becoming our community. Facts. Because it's like, like I always said, like I, mean, I told you before, I probably said the podcast before, but I told so much to other people and I said the same thing. Our problem is this. Everybody who get a degree, well, what's our first thing we do? We get a good job and we move far away from the hood as possible. Okay. Right? And we said, well, we made it out. Yes. You made it out, but it's like a hundred people back there that's that's looking for a role model to help them get out. Everybody don't have no reach the same resources, even if you even if you're in the hood. You know, yeah. I, I people somewhere say I grew up in the hood or whatever. I always talk about I grew up in the hood, but guess what? I have friends who lost their mother while we was in middle school. Friends who lost their their mother while we was in high school. So one year, I, a bunch of my the guys in the hood lost their mother. You know, it was just them in the house, them and their father, whatever the case may be. So our stories, our struggles are different. I have more opportunity than a lot of people have. I understand that. So my job is now is to be like, you know what? Yo, you my man's, yo. Anything, if I can help you with anything, I'm going to help you. Facts. And I'm not even a millionaire. But we have, we, like, we have the whole Kanye. Kanye, you're not even doing nothing in Chicago. Facts. You want to talk about his brotherly love? People in Chicago say you ain't putting up. You ain't putting up shit. That's what people in Chicago saying. So, you know, it's 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 a, it's a scratchy situation um, for me uh, with, with with Kanye Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye Kardashian. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. So Kanye White, you know, somebody take his mask off. We are, everybody keeps saying that Gucci a clone. I'm gonna tell you who the real clone is, Kanye West. Mm -hmm. Facts. Yeah. That's the Facts. real clone. Okay. Uh, okay, so next, uh, so Bill Cosby got sentenced to 
three to ten years of prison for sexually assaulting Andrea Constance 14 years ago. Now, this has really made the community into, set the community into a frenzy. Um, everybody's going crazy and comparing, you know, him to Weinstein and how Weinstein got to have, you know, got to be on house arrest and he's still working. Meanwhile, um, Bill Cosby gets, you know, sentences and, and all these things and he's, of course, you know, he's no longer working. So, um, of course, the system is not equal. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, and I understand where our community is coming from because he's not getting the same punishment that, you know, Weinstein is getting. Not just Weinstein. It's, it's a bunch of these other guys. Okay. Right. But I can't help as a woman mm-hmm. to feel like what's wrong is wrong. And while we say while we trying to stand up for a man that did did these horrible things, you know, oh. because at the end of the day, like I get that both of these men did horrible things and one kinda got away with it and the other didn't. For me, I believe that both of them were completely wrong equally and are just completely disgusting in my book. And for me, it's like I don't look at this. How can I say this? It's like I can't be biased because he's a black man because this black man breaks women. Okay. All right. That part of me that's so like... You know, because you know I'm pro-black. You already know how I am. You already know. You already know how I am, Rich. But the woman in me, the little girl in me, speaks out and, and kind of makes me feel like, you know, I don't care. I just, he did these horrible things to women. So, I don't know. And, and that's, that's, that's understandable. I think anybody who did the things that he's done deserves you know the treatment he got. Yeah. Facts, right? Do I believe that we should we should rape women? I do not believe that. Should I believe that we should force ourselves upon women? I don't believe that, right? But let's let's let's, let's keep going with this whole this whole situation because on the outside it looks kind of like a black and white, real sketch out um, scenario, right? But when we look deeper. You know, the what we see, the, what we come to find out is a little bit different. Um, one of the women that had interviews and she said that he gave her two pills, right? He didn't tell her that he said this is this is a pink pill, it's a green pill, this does this, this does that. Now, she made a choice to take those pills. She he never told her to take it. He told her what the pills do. Right? And then, then the next thing, another woman said that she lied about what 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 actually happened between him and her. Really? So, and then there's another time when the, the original woman he gave her two million. Remember, he gave her two million, right? Just just to clear out the air or whatever, whatever happened, happened. He gave her two million. Then she comes back again, and she's joined this suit, right? So we're not we're we're not advocating. I'm not advocating for you know 
any of these kind of rape accusations. My thing, I'm all about consensual sex, right? If the person said yes, then guess what? It's 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 okay. Then it's yes. But if she says no, if she's drugged, if she's intoxicated, then it, it should be no type of sexual intercourse, right? This is this is a fact. This is what I believe in. Okay? If she's not in the right state of mind, leave her alone. But I also know this. If I if I tell if I tell you crack cocaine, right? Get you high can get you addicted. Are you gonna take it? No. Okay. All right. And then thirty years from now, after I gave this, after you don't took the crack of cocaine, am I gonna be the reason for your addiction? No, because at the end of the day, I made that choice. Okay. So the women, I said all the women, but this particular woman who kind of looked like a man made her own choice. <laughs> Wait, you talking about that, that lady that had that white lady that had like the curly short hair? Yeah, yeah. She made that decision. Yeah, she made that decision. Yes, all right. But a lot of people we're not we're, people are not mad because, you know, Phil Cosby is a bad person. No. We're mad people are are, are are tight because all these white guys did the same thing. What happened? Right. Oh, I do get that part. I do. I really, really so I think like do I believe that Bill Cosby should be with? Yeah, yes. But I also believe that um well Charlie Weinstein, hell, Charlie Sheen had a had what a STD or HIV or whatever, and he was openly having sex with women. And that he should have been locked up for that. So that's that is oh, that is the issue. Wait, hold on. No, he's Why not. And Wait, that's a bad felony, isn't it? You should it is. That's pretty much murder. But he didn't get locked up at that's and that's the reason why his people are like, wow. dang, bro, really? You wanna lock this nigga up? But this nigga out here sending the bitches diseases and shit? And this woman that had a baby by this nigga and he didn't even tell her he over here burning hot. That's oh, that's something we have to burning. talk about. Facts. Burning, I, you know what? <laughs> but that's facts. But that's facts. That's you know what I'm saying. That's facts. I'm not making this up. So if you want to, if you want to get on Bill Cosby, you want to criticize Bill Cosby, you want to do all these things to Bill Cosby, but make sure you do all these things to all these other sexual predators. Yeah. No. I mean, Where, I mean, I, I, I do really think at that point, it's just you know, me as a woman, I kind of forget that part so i have to take off me being a woman and and put in my brain me being a conscious human being right seeing, you know that there is this this difference of of um punishment giving you know between black men versus white men because my thing is man both sides of the spectrum are are terrible people that make terrible decisions it's a, the fact that one gets to walk free because, you know, he's, he got the complexion for the protection. Man, that's yeah. like shit. Like when Brock, yeah. when this guy Brock, uh, he was going to, what, Stanford. When he got caught raping a woman. Yeah. And he gets three oh. months. He actually gets caught. This is not something that was speculation. She just came up and said, she's unconscious. And he and she, they, somebody caught him in the back of an alley raping this woman. Well, he could get three months of probation because the judge said, well, you know, ain't going to better his life. 
And this man did. He didn't get caught, Reyna. He didn't get caught. There is no physical evidence of Bill Cosby raping these women. But because accusations are so big, you know, it had to be one of those kind of things. Right? But this man got caught raping this, this woman in the alley and get three months probation. That, that is crazy to me. Um, or Tony, and see what the fuck would have happened. They would have been in jail until he was sixty-five. You know, so people could, you know, people want to say what they want to say about Bill Cosby. Yes, but also you have to look at the whole criminal justice system. That's our major point. And and, and then then again, speaking of the criminal justice system, um, this is gonna lead to something else, which I was. I got I got to somewhat of a, uh, a a debate on Facebook in regards to this criminal justice system. Okay. So, okay. So we all remember what happened in Dallas. Um, right. The police officer said, you know, she thought that was her apartment. Wasn't her apartment. She sees a black guy. She kills him. Boom. All right. So big uproar going on social media. Yeah. Because um, even the neighbors. Apparently, I heard that the neighbors even said that she heard. A woman screaming, get down now. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, this is something that is ongoing. So, I go on Facebook. I saw one of my old guys I was in the Army with. Um, he made a status in which, you know, I support Dallas police. And which, anybody, you can support whoever you want to support. Right? It is what it is. Um, but my thing is this. Don't go on bashing the people who going to help you before people who going to kill you. That's facts. That's, you know, and I think that's, that's, that's what it came down to. Um, and so these people, you know, I'm not, I don't want to make it a race thing, but I'm, I have to say something similar to it. It was a lot of white guys on this guy, you know, and he's a black guy. So it was a lot of white guys on this guy defense. He's like, yeah, the cops are right. This, that, and the third. And I'm like, damn, my nigga, you, you for real? And so I asked, you know, basically, I was like, yo, so how, how should people protest? Black Lives Matter is a hate group. I said, all right. Okay. All right. So, really? Really? Right. And so Black Lives Matter is a hate group. And he goes on his whole equality. And so I, it shocks me, but it doesn't shock me. Because um, sometimes, when I, you know, in the middle, when you was in the military, you see these kind of guys. Black guys that you know want to rock with rock with another color, so it is what it is. So you know, I kind of make a whole little blog and whatever. And let me let me just you know, somebody give you a summary. Why does it seem like when people of color protest for equality is deemed as unpatriotic? For we live in a country we pay the same taxes, although we are not treated the same. I've seen mothers weep, scared for their sons to leave the house, knowing there's a possibility that he may not come home. Police officers setting a man up to find out his to find out the body camera told a different story. A young man killed for having a toy gun. Now, these are the evidence. Right? These are the right. evidence. Now I'm now, if loving America is all these core values, then should we not protest until equality is done? That is the point of history. It shows that law enforcement do um do what you know, law enforcement does to the people of color, and how do you expect them to act? The people, a lot of people who you know 
all right wingers would say, well, look at Martin Luther King. Use Martin Luther King as an example. That's how you protest. And people, they would generally say these things. That's how you protest Martin Luther King. But nobody keep telling the story of what happened to Martin Luther King. Guess what? He did get arrested. Right? Mm -hmm. Cross is burning in his yard. Dog sicked on him. He got water hosed. Brickstone in his yard. Martin Luther King also had an arsenal in the, um, in the basement of the church with guns. He was also scared for himself. He knew what was coming. Right? Yeah. So let me ask, let me ask these, other, these people these questions. If I go to all your people and kill all your brother, your sister, your aunt, your granddaddy, all of them, and then expect you to trust me, will you still trust me? Man. All right. No, no, not at all. Why uh, should I? You know, I got asked um, this weekend who the coach should do I agree with the most. Is it Malcolm X or uh, Martin Luther King? I looked at that guy. I looked at him and said, "Now, nigga, you know I'm patient, but you should already know the answer to that question." <laughs> <laughs> because. My thing is, I get how monumental Martin Luther King was. But like you said, you know, look at all of the physical physical and mental pain he had to go through. And then he ended up getting shot. And then like you said, you know, the bottom of his church was his gun. So it's not like he was as peaceful as we think he was. No. And at the same time, you know, like we've always said, as much as Martin Luther King did great things for our community, shit didn't start shaking until white people started dying. And people don't and people don't mention that. Stelma, oh, he was marching Stella. and he was marching there for about a month or whatever. Only thing changed happened. He went when he was marching, he'll go to the pre we went to the White House. He talked to the president. President, man, shit I could do for you right now, cause you know shit. So people wasn't really rocking. When a lot of these white, you know, students from New York and you know, or northern states came down, they saw what was going on. They marched, and then they bus got blown up, got on fire. That's when the nation looked at like, yeah, we're not. Right. We probably need to do something now. So it wasn't that he was marching that it caused change, right? It was it it, it was a ripple effect. It, it helped it, but it was because these white kids died. That's what caused change. Right? Yeah. And until a bunch of these little white boys start getting gunned out by police, then they're going to start looking at it seriously. But till then, they don't look at it seriously. Right? They look, well, well, you know what I'm saying? It's the same amount of numbers. Or, man, all right, let me, let me, let me say a comment that a guy said. He said this, right? If the black, if the people, the black people won't start doing the crimes, then none of that stuff would have happened. Hold up. Wait. So you what? telling me Black people, right? A, a a kid having a little gun, a toy, a toy. It was a phone, toy gun thing. That that deserved him to get killed. Or what about the one that's had Snickers in a hoodie in a Arizona tee? What about Freddie Gray? What about Sandra Bland? What about Fernando Castro? Who is who told you? Look, yo, I have a concealed weapon. I'm letting you know right now. And he get up getting gunned down in front of his baby mother and his daughter. Yep. So. If these guys are following the laws, does that are, are they doing anything illegal? They're not doing nothing illegal. That's the point in which they could do that and die. In which I live in the South, 
and it's a bunch of these a bunch of redneck guys that's driving around with a gun in a doggone window. Uh-huh. Where the death sat from that. But yet we constantly see it when it comes to African American males. The disregard for their life. That's why that's why Black Matter, Black Lives Matter started. It's because they see the disregard for the African American people's lives. Not just them, but we see some of that with the LGBT. We see some of that with the um with the Latino, the Latino heritage. We constantly see these things. And we only see one group that gets protected. And again, I ask America, why is only this 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 certain amount of American people lives that matter, except the whole entire um, entire nation lives that matter. That's the point. People are protesting. We're seeing this. I see. We see this. And being a black man, I've seen mothers weep because they don't know if their son gonna come back home. If he go yeah. to a high school party, we don't know if he gonna come back home or he gonna spend five, seven years in Rikers Island. Uh-huh. Because he went to a party, he had a book bag. Facts. Nobody sees that. Y'all don't. Y'all don't understand that. Y'all say, "Well, y'all just make uh, crimes." People don't do the crimes. It's that a lot of times y'all put these people in these predicaments to create them. If you're not going to hire me because I went to an all black school, or because the school I went to was a hood school, nobody hires me. What you expect me to do? The job opportunities are limited. What do you expect people to do when you have a family at home, but you have no job? They want to hire you, and you got a degree. What do you expect people to do? These are the predicaments that we put our, our people in, and we expect them to act civilized in an uncivilized society. You couldn't have said that better. And that's what they civilized in an uncivilized society. And that's that's what gets me so mad. Like I can't stand with white people be like, why you gotta be so aggressive? Why you gotta be so angry? You know, they just don't think that if their ancestors and 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 themselves now went through some kind of oppression, then they would understand. But of course, they're running around here being white as fuck and privileged as fuck. So how would they know? And then of course, they're so full of themselves and so self-absorbed and they can't even fathom to try to put, you know, try to walk them out in our shoes and try to figure out, like, how could it feel to be black in America or to be black in this world because anti-blackness is very global. There's a fucking museum in China that is supposed to, supposedly supposed to be some kind of humorous thing of black people depicted as monkeys. So, I mean, so, this, is, this is kind of what we see. But, you know, when you mention it, people think that you're tripping, you're bugging. And eventually, oh, and eventually, guess what? It's going to be a time where, you know, not just black people, but all people come come up. Now, and I'm waiting for the black people to come up. And they'll take their place rightfully with the sun. Yeah, <laughs> and you can tell, I, you can tell we all been touched by the sun, by the skin of my complexion. Yeah. So I think, I think where it's gonna start, um, because I was talking to my dad about this the other day. Um, the word minority. I don't use that in my vocabulary when I talk about colored people. Um, I never say that, and I always tell people when I hear a colored person say 
I'm a minority, I have to stop saying that because you're not. We as black people make 92% of the racial pool in this world. Mm-hmm. So how in the world are we minorities? And I believe that once we get out of that mindset that we are minorities and they are the majority, that's when shit is going to start shifting. Facts. Facts. I think it, it takes time. That is all they make up. And that's why I can't stand when I hear people say, oh, you know, we're minorities. No, the hell we're not. No, we're not. Get that shit straight. Learn your history. Learn your facts. Do your research. And you're going to see that you are the majority and they are the minority. Facts. You know, but that's something people don't want to hear about, man. Because guess what? It's not... The thing is this, and and I, and I believe this. People be like, "Well, what's 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 what what is the uh, what's the of this? All you guys, all you do is go is complain. The reason why black people complain is this, right? When the whole criminal justice system is all white, when the, everybody the people that are higher also all white. So guess what? We're all we're the only ones at the bottom. We gonna complain." You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not approving us for our um, business loan. You're not approving that. That you, you approve us for our house loan. No, you, you damn, that won't probably won't approve us for a house loan. You know, you approve us for a school loan, but you won't approve us for a business loan. Mm-hmm. That's that's the hypocrisy of it, and and people don't see it. Um, but luckily, I think right now is an awakening of the 21st century, in which people are starting to open their eyes and see. The hypocrisy, the bureaucracy of what this nation has. Not only just this nation. Let me let me go a little further, right? Because this nation is deprived. Of, it's not deprived, but derived of uh, London and England and the whole European setting. So people are starting to look at that and be like, you know what? Hmm. It's not just America. It's the world. It's a whole worldview, right? They all started somewhere from the European descent, and and, I, and I'm and I'm saying this not to sound like a racist, but it's facts. We we go to every other country in this world. Guess who had guess who played a plan? Uh, guess who had a hand in the hatred? <laughs> and you don't you don't have to believe me. History shows it. Who wanted who wanted to um, create mass genocide? It wasn't no black people. <laughs> I tell you, no, this I just and I'm saying it's not to sound racist. But this is just, this is just the facts. You can look at it. Hitler was what? White. Neon white. That nigga wasn't white. He was neon white. <laughs> Napoleon. Neon white. Caesar. Neon white. The kings and stuff from in England. Neon the fuck white. <laughs> the presidents of the United States. Oh, he orange as fuck, but still neon the fuck white. So what do you expect? Exactly. Oh, but you know what their rebuttal? Well, Africans used to sell each other to slavery, and they used to kill each other too between tribes and stuff. But nobody talk about the, the Africans who was fighting against the people to go to go to slavery. Yes, there were people who sold, um, you know, black people into slavery. We're not de- we're not denying that, but we're denying the fact that you destroyed the people who was who was who fought against it. That was in Africa. 
That's what that's what get us tight about is that you tell us to have truth. You tell us what you want us to hear. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, yeah, you're right, they're right. But that's your essay, he said, she said. But when you go to the books, even even in the books that happen in the school, they tell you that what people who fought against slavery. I was in Africa. You can look at the movies. Mm-hmm. They had these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like I said, when when it comes to a lot of people, we we tend to just take what people give. Don't don't take. If you don't believe anything I say when you listen to this podcast, don't believe nothing. Look I say. it up. Just look just it look up. it up yourself. Research. Look it up. Look if it. you guys think that we're just two angry ass twenty something year old black millennials, go do your research. Because yeah. I get looked at like, like I'm crazy every day. But then you know, people who actually do their research they realize like like damn, like she actually she makes a lot of fucking sense. So, like I said, things are right, man. I'm trying. I'm tr- Look, I'm trying to show you the bigger picture. Your man's wasn't no gangster. He was just another lost nigga. <laughs> you heard? Well, that's enough of my criminal justice spell. I had to go put a song, pull something out of the bag. You heard? So. Uh, oh, man. Nigga, how long we been on this thing? Oh, shit. We've been flowing. Are we missing anything else? I ain't thought we was only that long either. Shit. Damn. But, oh, so I guess I I had this last topic. Uh, I guess 2018 is the year of the beefs of not just black people. (laughs) Not just rappers. Um, So, recently... Uh, Cat Williams came out on a, some a morning show and then criticized Tiffany Haddish. Um, he said, "Tell me, you know, Tiffany Haddish, uh, your favorite oh, Tiffany hey, Haddish girl. joke." Hey, girl, name is he came for her wig and her jewelry. Yeah, so he came. You know, he went on a spill. You know, also that talking about Tiffany Haddish. So it kind of got everybody, you know, raising their eyebrows. So next thing you, we know, Kevin Hart. Who uh who also stars in that you know him and Tim Haddish co-stars in the movie together called What Night School. Uh, yep. He comes in her defense and he he talks about Cat Williams. Um, he says that you know he was the man he didn't put on for nobody, and the reason why Hollywood doesn't fuck with him is because he's a drug fiend basically. Oh. So it's kind of low blow, but you know it is what it is. So Cat Williams, Cat Williams comes back on another social media post. Cat Williams said, "Look, he gonna be in his, he gonna be, in, you know, uh, Kevin Hart, city of Philadelphia. They could go on stage together. They could fight, slap box, tell jokes, whatever." So now we all just wait for uh, Kevin Hart rebuttal and this whole state of matter. Uh, oh, bruh. Can we please, can we please make that shit happen? Because I think it would be funny as, as funny as for two short little niggas lap-boxing the fuck out each other and telling jokes at the same damn time. That would be funny as shit to see. Yeah, so I think, you know, and the reason why he said those certain things um, Cat Williams said about Kevin Hart is because, you know, Kevin Hart, you said that Kevin Hart danced to the fiddle of the white man. So, oh. basically calling the cat, you know, Kevin Hart a you know, a coon, <laughs> basically. Um, oh my god! I mean, uh, 
Kevin Hart to me is that I, I don't I don't think he's funny, but I think he's a very business savvy guy. He know how to sell. Uh, do I think he's a coon? Remains to be seen. Um, I mean, I don't know what makes him what makes him seem like a coon. I don't know. That's what I said. It remains to be seen. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know what he's talking about. I mean, my thing is, I feel like Cat William, like, my biggest issue with this whole Cat William thing, the fact that he's trying to shit on a black woman, and then he's shitting on, like, other, you know, um, other comedians that happen to be dark-skinned black men, and I'm just like, yo, my dude, like, are you mad because they're on the rise right now? No. And you're just no, not? No. Nope, yeah, I see the whole interview. And that's and that's what those side people get just just like everybody else. But he said where well, his problem was this is that people praise Tiffany Haddish. Right? Like oh. Tiffany Haddish did a whole two hour stand up special comedy special. But Monique sold out arenas and y'all not showing her the same respect as y'all show Tiffany Haddish. Well, that was his main premise. That's kind of true. I mean, I can get that. But at the same time, like, why? I don't know. Why Why shit on black? Like, I don't understand. All right. Uh, I don't know. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, it's, it's all about Monique, you know. So, shout out to, you know. It's, 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 I just don't believe it should, you know, happen the way it happened. I think that cat did it wrong. Um, Kevin did it wrong, so both of them need to put their differences aside, come together, and make you know some dope comedy. Yeah, I mean for sure. Because I mean, like I said, at this point, we shouldn't be trying to tear each other down. I feel like you should be happy when you see a fellow sister or brother, you know, coming up in in, in the industry. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah. So, you know, hopefully they work their things out just like everybody else. Um, like they did, like Drake and Meek Mill did. So yeah, oh yeah, them motherfuckers, they they damn near butt buddies now. Coming up on his stage and performing with him and shit, I was mm-hmm. like, what? So, like I said, all these things work out. Um, but I think it was a good, you know. I think, dang, we did a thing. This was kind of long, but it wasn't kind of long. Felt felt short as hell. Yeah, I know. Especially when they said, that's why I looked down and said, damn, nigga, how are we been on this shit? Oh, and I just wanted to give a, um, you know, a little quick advice. Cardi B, please stop, you know, swinging shoes and drinks and, and, you know, fists at bitches because of your nigga. Man, she needs some therapy. That's your, that's your homegirl from next door. <laughs> you gotta love her. <laughs> that's how I look at her. My homegirl from next door. Homegirl from next door. So, you right. So, she be wilding. Shout out to Cardi B. I love Cardi B. <laughs> I, love, I love that motherfucker. Everybody can talk shit about every other uh, one, of the other, every other females in the entertainment in industry. I love some goddamn Cardi B. God damn yeah. it, I love her. She let somebody change her not one bitch. She still slap boxing bitches in the fucking strip club. Yep. So, all right. Like, thank everybody for listening to the Last Cassette Season Two EP Two. Woo! I got I got my son with me right here, acting crazy. Say what up? Ah, right, he ain't gonna say nothing. Yeah, he just gonna do his thing. Now he don't want to say something. Yeah, now he don't want to speak. But all right, everybody, thank y'all for listening. Make sure y'all y'all subscribe. Tell a friend and tell a friend. Follow us on social media at 
The Last Cassette on Instagram at The Last Cassette on Facebook. Yes, yes, and follow us individually at Ichiska and I underscore Clark Kent. I Clark underscore Kent. Yeah. Did I say it right? Yeah, you said it right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely follow us. Click, share, comment, let us know what you guys think and any other topic that you guys would love for us to discuss. Um, it's so exciting to think that we started this back in what June. Yep. And now we're, you know, hitting off on season two. We've even changed our little, you know, logos and stuff. So I'm excited to see, you know, what else we're, we're about to pop off and do um, the next, you know, the next, you know, couple months and years to come. Um, also, guys, I will be working on doing a singles panel in the next couple of weeks with uh, some of my closest friends to discuss um, being millennials and, and dating and how technology kind of affects um, dating and love and things like that, you know. So since, you know, Rich talked about being the player and things like that, and I've decided, you know, since I am this single one, you know, in this crew, uh, that I'll get a couple single people together and, you know, talk about, you know, what it's like dating in this new world. So this will be definitely exciting. Yep. So stay tuned. Like I said, we're going to have a lot of, um, I'm going to start doing a lot of individual interviews, um, which, you know, is going to be different than season one. Uh, you know, talk different about a lot of different other topics. Uh, we, we do, we still will be doing combined shows, obviously, but as we're going to do a lot of things differently. So if you're in yeah. Greenville and you have something you want to say, reach out to Egyptia. Also, for everybody that's in the Met, Columbia, my hometown, you got anything you got to say. Um, I will be doing uh, different interviews. So um, some things may be for you, some things may not be for you. Um, but just stay tuned, like, subscribe, and, and tell your mother to, to go ahead and fuck with your boy. Of course, absolutely. Definitely subscribe, y'all. And can't wait to you know, get back to this mic. And let's wrap this shit up. All right. Deuce. All right. Bye.